You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to episode number 34 of the Fit Mind Fit Body podcast. In today's episode, we talk to Kim Bug, and she shares how running has given her that much needed me time that's really hard to find in a busy family life. Enjoy. Today on Fit Mind Fit Body, I am very excited to have my <laughs> friend Kim, a good friend of mine. I met Kim maybe a couple of years ago now. She's um, moved to Tasmania. She's actually in my office rather than being on Zoom. Uh, so that's really nice. So welcome, Kim. Thank you, Michelle. And yes, I'm very happy to to do this because uh, it's my first time ever interview on any of the spot. Wow. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Yes. And you're not nervous, are you? No. That's right. This is just like a chat and we're just going to get to know you a little bit. Yes. And find out a bit about your running journey as yes. well. So how about you start by telling us where you grew up? Yeah. I um I grew up in Vietnam and uh where I grew up we basically have I never grow up with sport. Uh, oh. We never have an exercise at school. Uh, oh wow! Yeah. So they don't. It's not like part of the school curriculum. You know how oh, here we. We, we yeah no we don't have that because oh. the school is very small. We don't have any outdoor space. So oh. basically, we we go downstairs of the where we assembly and everybody line up and yeah. we probably just maybe do a bit of jumping around, put our hand up and down with the whole school once wow. a week. That's our exercise. That's amazing. So um, I never know any sport in my life until, wow. yeah, until I met my husband about uh, 14 years ago. Wow. So just going back to so, um, at your school, were you in like a, a city sort of environment or a country environment? I'm in the city environment. Yeah. So yeah. our school is very small. Mm -hmm. um, we normally share school between morning. We have one school and afternoon we have another school. Oh, wow. And we don't have any grass area. So, oh. yeah, we uh, we don't have a lot of yes, park like you talk about here or playground. We never grow up with it so yeah even riding bicycle first is just for privilege wow. for people got money really they can afford a bike because you, you don't yeah. think of that like from afar you often I mean you see lots of Asian countries where bikes are quite a thing yeah but you don't think of it being you know something that you that is a privileged thing like you just said yes um it's it's the that's more like in country when the poor yeah. you ride bike everywhere. But in the city, we normally ride scooter. Oh, of course. So bicycle is for children, is for like uh, someone's got money, access money to buy wow. bicycle for the children. So yeah, I remember when my, my sister got to university and she got her first bike as a present and I just dream, I thought, oh, I wish one day I had the bike, wow. but I couldn't ride a bike. You couldn't ride a bike. So no. Then, well, 
I know you can write it back now. <laughs> I know. Yes, I can now. My first time was when uh, my husband taught me and I fell over. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I hope that's... he taught you somewhere where it was not too hard to fall. You know, where you landed on grass or something. Yeah, that was uh, in Queensland when I was 30 uh, years old. That's when I wow. learned to ride bike. That's amazing. So what city in Vietnam did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Hanoi. Yeah. Yes, and uh, I came to Australia in 1994. So why did you come to Australia? As an overseas student. Yeah. Uh, after American lift the sanction yeah. with Vietnam. So I just fortunately, I finished my high school that year. And they we allowed the communist, communist yeah. government allow people, its people to go to Western country. So for me, Australia is like a, you know, you see in the movie, yeah. like you, you see this All like, 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 <laughs> like you see in the moon, like it's a dream and like, wow, wow. Australia, you can see airplane. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I applied to come here to study English yeah. uh, for six months. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, so here I am in Australia. So you came to Australia to study English and you must have been, I guess, Late teens? Yes, yeah. 18, when I was 18. 18 years oh, wow. Old. Yes. And you, do, you stayed for six months or did you? I couldn't, when I came for, to study English first, I, uh, I realised that six months not going to enough for me to learn English because yeah. I didn't know, know any so English So you didn't know any before? Not at all. Okay. I learned Russia at school. Oh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> because communist. Of course. And, uh, wow. and then my, my mum, pay for me boarding school uh, not boarding but at the someone uh, stay at the, yeah. like a, an, a, 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 a room accommodation a, accommodation yeah. mm -hmm. for six months uh, and a one-way ticket oh. so after <laughs> after six months I realized wow I need money and I need accommodation and wow. I got no money to go home so I start have to find my way and and get job and extend oh, wow. visa to stay and yeah. Eventually, yeah, I put myself together. And you managed to learn like enough English to be able to work. I yeah. first I didn't learning. I used to be a kitchen hand, okay. washing. Yeah, uh, and then when I know enough English, my first job was uh, pouring hot water into the teapot at the Yam Cha Chinese restaurant. Oh wow! Uh, because my English wasn't good enough for anything else <laughs> apart from people tell me to put hot water in the teapot. Wow! And then and finally, my English good enough. I start become a waitress. Yeah. And walk in the front. So, which and which city were you in? In Brisbane. In Brisbane. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then uh, after that, I just try to um, study at the college, mm -hmm. and then walk at night time, yeah. uh, or during the night to yeah. early in the morning wow. uh, to cleaning or do anything yeah. that doesn't require English. Yeah. And then slowly, I walk my way up and and. Uh, yeah, so we learn English just by being here, plus the, what you were learning at school yes, as well. At school, mm -hmm. and then I, I went to university, of course, mm -hmm. and I applied to stay. Yeah, uh, because I was young, so I applied to stay. Yeah, and I got per permanent to very lucky enough to get stay here. And awesome. and yeah, what did you study? I studied first. My degree was uh, business management. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I did the international international business and marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. And, uh, <laughs> so after after doing the studying, 
I sort of realized that I, uh, the job only because my family was not very well off yeah. and I needed help, need help from my family in Vietnam yeah. as well, a typical migrants. Yeah. So uh, I tried to looking for a sort of business uh-huh. to run a business. So uh, I remember when I first tried to buy a takeaway, just any business to borrow money from the bank, they said, no, I can't borrow money from the bank because um, I'm don't have any credit, don't have any income or any asset or anything. But I can borrow money to buy a car. What? (laughs) I can't borrow money to buy a business, but I can borrow money. Which makes money, by the way, you know, hopefully. (laughs) But so I said, okay, I will borrow money to buy a car. But which I bought my first business for fifty thousand. Wow. And I have to use my credit card to pay for all the stock. Wow. And uh what kind of business was it? It was um, like a takeaway carry in a oh, shopping yeah. center. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was really hard work, but it's payoff. It and uh, and it, it works used to work seven days a week for about eight years. Wow. And, and so just cooking curries and, and you know. I, in... Actually, I didn't know any of the Western food or wow. Italian. So I bought this place. This business is from an uh, Italian couple. Uh-huh. And a Vietnamese person like me, I don't, I didn't grow up with cheese. I, I can't tell the difference between flour or pizza or, <laughs> or, or bread. <laughs> I can't tell any difference. <laughs> anyway, so I learned everything from scratch when I bought the business. I was lucky enough that they taught me and I teach myself. That's amazing. Yeah, so uh, we cook lasagna and roast mm-hmm. pork and oh. roast meal and sandwiches. And none of the Vietnamese food. What? <laughs> <laughs> so you you bought a bought a business that from Italian people and then cooked lots of Italian food. So we had a Vietnamese person <laughs> who I happen to know cooks really good Vietnamese food, <laughs> cooking Italian food. Yes. Wow. Like you know, like what do you have here, like roast meal or yeah. sandwiches or yeah. lasagna or spaghetti and all that sort of thing. And yeah, so I've learned all that from through the business. Oh, wow. And uh, So how long did you have that business? For? I had it for about nine years. Mm-hmm. And then after... You sold it, did you? Uh, when I met my husband, mm-hmm. uh, he's, uh, and I pregnant with our first son, by then I was 33. So you had the business at the time when you met Steve? I had business before yeah. I met Steve, and yeah, yeah, at yeah. the time I met, I met So Steve. you were, you dished him up lasagna or something, that's how you met? I, <laughs> oh, no, actually, it uh, was, wasn't, I I met him at a coffee shop by accidentally. Um, I was waiting for my friend, he waited for his, and anyway, so um, we met, and I wanted looking, I had my business, but I wanted to apply for a job for the government, for Queensland government. Okay. But uh, I want someone to look at my resume. So through conversation mm-hmm. and just sitting there and he said, oh, I can help you look at your resume oh. To And then, uh, so he gave me his email address is uh, government.gov. So I said, oh, he works for the government. So I think I can trust him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, actually he, he told me what expected at the interview. And yeah. then I got a job at the Queensland government while I had my business. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, so that's how we met. <laughs> so, so he was very good at looking at your resume. Then. He 
he used to work for um for the Commonwealth yeah. and he job is recruiting people ah, so so he sort of told me if this is the criteria they expected then this is likely the question that they're going to ask me yeah and i have to come up with expected the answer which is exactly what happened what at happened? the interview That's and great. i got the job <laughs> so i was very pleased <laughs> so for a while then did you have a job a government job and a business yes so how did you manage that I had a, I had, I had a manager uh, that ran the business ah, by then okay. because by then I, I wanted to looking for something else yeah. uh, because my family come work for the my mom and dad used to be work for the Vietnamese government so I always wanted to work for the government I thought that the most secure That's like job the best yes yeah. and uh, but then after about six months I thought this is not what because not I wanted because uh, just sitting in the office yeah doing paperwork a lot. not as exciting no. as you know nine years or whatever of um of being your own boss and and yeah. even though that's hard work you kind yes. of you do it under your own steam and and you decide what yes. you do and day. and also in I'm 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 very talkative and I'm very person person so yeah. I like to meet people I like to talk to people and so yeah office it's just not for me <laughs> so I end up quit the job and keeping the business oh, wow. yeah and so eventually you did sell the business but when you were pregnant with people yes because so. I was really sick uh, oh. and uh, so uh, my, my husband Stephen's not going to Run the business because uh, he's come from different backgrounds. Yeah. So we thought, oh well, just move on. Yeah. And at the start, when it, when I sold it, I really said because that was my baby, yeah. the business, and I really said. But now I look back, I thought that the best thing that ever happened to me after come to Australia, that's the second best thing is I sold the business yeah. because um, it's like a give me a freedom. Yeah. Like yes. Yeah. And uh, I found a lot of new, new, interesting and happy thing in life now from the free time I didn't, I didn't have to you consume have to. in my business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So tell me, um, when did you start running? So Stephen, you said that um, he introduced you to, to running. I sort of know to sport. To, to yeah, sport. To, mm. So so basically, uh, when we uh, after we have two children mm -hmm. um we decided to move to, move to vietnam uh where i come from why, and did, why did you decide to do that we just thought uh first we just want to uh because we quit our job he quit yeah. his job and we thought oh we want to spend six months in vietnam so yeah. he knows my culture yeah so cool. after six months we thought oh it's so good <laughs> we stay for another another year wow and then one one thing after the other, yeah. we just keep extending it. And then, um, but by the time we there for about eighteen months, we decide, oh wow, we're gonna have to bring get some income in Vietnam, yeah. so so we don't have to bring income money yeah. from Australia over. So we decide to start a business in Vietnam. Of course. <laughs> so that's why we have to move permanent to Vietnam after my second child was six weeks old in wow. 2011 we had to move there permanent to build um like a apartment complex yeah. uh in the central coast of, of vietnam uh -huh. it's near hoi an if, yeah. in, 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 in Da Nang. Yeah. so yeah so um then because of 
everything moving with having two new two young children. For for me, after 18, 15 years of moving away from Vietnam and went back, mm. it it's give me a culture shock actually really? because people look at me differently. Because you were so, like a half West, or they weren't yeah. sure how to. Yes, and also I married to a foreigner. There's a lot of perception about Mm -hmm. Vietnamese married to a foreigner and all that. But uh, anyway, so I find I was in a little bit of depression because of a lot of uh, I I struggled to settle back. Yeah, Yeah, I can imagine that would be hard. So, so I thought, oh well, I start gonna just. Because we live on the central coast of Vietnam, so it's beautiful beach. You, I've been there. And it is key, beautiful weather. And yeah. I thought, oh, wow, every morning I'm going to just wake up because at 5 a.m., uh, yeah. it's a lot of people out of the beach exercise. Yeah. And I never exercise, exercise in my life. Whoa. <laughs> up till then. So that how, was how old were you then? When, 35. So Malia was... Malia yeah. was born when yeah. my second daughter, my, my daughter was born. was 35. And I, thought, I go for a walk every morning. Yeah just for a kilometer yeah. and then I remember first time I walked like a kilometer up the road and I was so proud and I thought, oh I come back I said oh I can't believe it I walked the whole kilometer today because in Vietnam as I grew up we don't walk anywhere we ride yeah. scooter everywhere yeah yeah <laughs> and a lot of that's cultural too like I mean that's what you're saying isn't it? Though, yeah. but you ride a scooter because you can not because like you're walking because you don't have a scooter or, you know, it's, it's, it's a cultural thing, yes. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, when I come to Australia, I busy or I was driving mm. from A to B and walk, walk. So I never, yeah, exercise. Oh. So, and just one thing after the other and oh, I keep walking every morning uh, and then each week I walk a little bit further. Yeah. So at the end, I sort of be able to walk about half an hour and then, I thought, oh, wow, I feel good. Maybe I just go for a run 500 meters to that. I remember the little temple was like from, from where I, after half an hour, so we just two kilometers. We, we've been running and walking two, two kilometer return, but I run wow. halfway. And I come back, I said, honey, can you believe this is the first time I run in my life? And <laughs> I run all the way to the little temple. That's only 500 meters running. Wow. That's how I started. That's amazing. And so did you do it like, was it every day or three or four times a day? A I, week, I, I meant mainly back then was for my mental health. Yeah. I just want to wake up and get out of the, of the, the apartment of the, the house, yeah. of the place that we live in. Because I got two young kids, I yeah. always wake up through the night. I was tired. So every morning I just wake up. Awesome. And um, even I remember someday it was raining, someday it was mm. storm, and I still get up and... I t- now I just gonna do something for myself. Yeah. I'm gonna just gonna walk for feet for for like half an hour, and I run 500 meter. I did that for for a long, long time, and until I sort of extend myself. Oh, I'm gonna run to that palm tree next time. <laughs> see if I can run to that palm tree. And I remember that was like a ki- run a kilometer the whole time. That's amazing. So were you can you remember looking forward to it? Like once you once you got into that rhythm of it, it's a daily thing and it's something yes. I'm doing for myself. Do you remember that kind of feeling of yes, uh, it's something that I I keep it as just for me. Yeah. And I don't want anything that break make it not happen. Yeah. So that's something because after marriage, everything you combine with your 
you consume mm-hmm. your life with husband and mm-hmm. children and all that yeah, very hard to find some time just for yourself mm-hmm. so I find that the only time I can do something without all my children yeah. and my husband and my mom my mom used to live with me in Vietnam, with us in Vietnam too, uh, so even more wow. crazy <laughs> so that was uh, yeah but it's it's really um, I never I just looking forward to every morning wake up at 5 a.m and go and look at the sunrise and be able to just just to walk and run uh, for a kilometer or each day so so can you remember like if then I assume there was a day or two where you couldn't go so the difference between the days that you went and when you couldn't go how the day felt so was it a much better day obviously I assume on the days that you could go yes definitely like um I remember when uh we had to travel mm-hmm. with the kids mm-hmm. and I couldn't do that routine of exercise and I feel really uh, like very something like angry all the time yeah. upset bothering yeah. me the yeah. whole the whole time the whole day or sometimes it's a week because we travel for yeah. four weeks and I back then I couldn't work out what it was mm-hmm. but then slowly I when I returned back to and returned back to my routine of walking in the morning at thought, oh, that's it mm. if I can't get my routine of exercise every morning and the time for myself just to get out and do a little bit of exercise mm. I feel really not not myself for yeah. the day and and that's something I thought oh well I'm gonna keep doing it now uh, so we know and then skipping forward a little bit I know you as someone, I know right now you're training for a marathon. So obviously you started running a little longer than one kilometre at some point. <laughs> yes. Uh, what happened there? I happened was, uh, I, uh, there's a few marathons in Vietnam, of yeah. course. So I thought, oh, I, and I, because I run further each week, I yeah. like to be to the point I would run 10 kilometres, mm-hmm. uh, very slow, would take me like an hour and a half to run 10 kilometres. Uh, mm-hmm. But then I thought, oh, I'm going to enter to a first half marathon ever in my life. That's 2015, oh, I think. That wasn't that long ago at all. No. So that's the first time I ever entered an, any race. So I thought, oh, I give it a go. That took me three hours to run 21 kilometers. That's still amazing. <laughs> but uh, I was really proud. And since and after that, you already we already think oh after you've done one you mm-hmm. think oh you don't want to do it anymore but it's something it just give me a at the finish line that mm-hmm. give me the motivation yeah the feeling that I want to do this again because I feel good so uh, I enter another half marathon and then, and then <laughs> and then it become a first marathon and uh, uh, yeah so now I really enjoy running is a part of my life now that's a part so, of what you do and luckily has, has Stephen always been a runner as well or? he has always mm. been a runner I remember mm. my first time I ever came to his house to meet him when I was we was dating mm-hmm. he asked me to come over and uh, he said uh, he just come back from running 21k on the treadmill okay. I think oh is this guy crazy I don't know what I'm into <laughs> <laughs> I can never get into that <laughs> yes for me I can't even walk a kilometer <laughs> running 21 kilometer so 
has, what's it been like to have this hobby that you now have, which is a part of your life, and also have your husband here does the same, has the same hobby? Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Or uh, running now give me what is uh, very hard to describe, but it's give me a lot of positive thing thing in life mm-hmm. throughout the throughout the last five years mm-hmm. or six years uh, since I started and I just find every year the running give me more and more mm-hmm. of how I look at life and positive yeah. things in life yeah. and that's why I become it's now it's become part of my I enjoy it uh main, it's for my mental health but also because yeah my my body wanted and good for physical good for physical health as well as mental health mm-hmm. and for my husband i'm very lucky very fortunate that my husband also a runner mm-hmm. um he's uh i never listened to him of course only advice <laughs> on running only when it come to this it didn't work out well then i blame him uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but he he we encourage each other and yeah. because we run both are runners so we understand how each other's feeling so mm. when he gets frustrated because he has to busy with work and not exercise not running enough I try to make time at home for him free enough so he yeah. can go for a run yeah. and vice versa he does that for me he know I come back from a run a long run and I'm very tired yeah. he will make sure I have lunch or anything before <laughs> so yeah it's sort of partnership of supporting each other yeah. uh, for, for our mental health for our physical but also for the good of relationship I love and, that and yeah I find it's uh, yeah, it's like it's really work well mm. uh, if it was someone that's supporting uh, mm-hmm. and find the same si- similar interests. Uh, we don't have much in common interests. Uh, we're married, but apart from running now, we've got something to talk about. And you have about. two children. And well. two children. But uh, <laughs> we don't, uh, he like one thing, I like the other. And he doesn't like talking. I can't stop talking. Isn't that funny? <laughs> well, they do say opposites attract. <laughs> I think my husband and I are a bit like that too. <laughs> so that's okay. Um, so... I mean, obviously, we're not sitting talking to each other in Vietnam. Yeah. So you guys decided to come back to Australia. Yes. Tell us a little uh, bit about that. Yes, due to COVID, of course, we only plan to come back eventually mm-hmm. uh, to Australia for our children's education, but it's mm-hmm. keep extended, extended. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, when COVID hit in March two thousand and nineteen, mm-hmm. uh, we thought, oh wow, we have to go back. We had, when the, when when two thousand and twenty, I think it was two thousand. 19 when they call oh 20 it was 2000 it was only last year wasn't no, it no like march, march last year no yeah is it yeah it feel like it. Oh, i know <laughs> so anyway so first, like we've always for, for first time when the government calling anyone australian mm-hmm. want to come home come home now so yeah. Yeah. we just we didn't even have time to pack our bag within 20 hours wow. we packed 10 years of our life in four suitcases and we heading to the airport and while we're at the airport I ring my landlord and said sorry I have to give up the house at least because we 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 left we're not here (laughs) we're not here we're not in Vietnam anymore but um so come back to Tasmania Mm -hmm. and this is another level of 
interest for me in running. For me, while I run in Vietnam, because Vietnam, we still not very good with sport and mm-hmm. running still very new. And for, mm-hmm. for me, a little, for to running around street of Vietnam, people often tell me it's crazy. My mom even tell me that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm too dark, too skinny, and I'm not good because <laughs> I'm keep running. Yeah. But when I come back here, surrounded, we joined Nonsense and Running Club. Mm-hmm. Um, we found that. That's uh, how we met. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we just, people got so much positive about mm-hmm. running, mm-hmm. about sport, and uh, just the community, the, the clubs become like a, like a, now it's a part of our life, sort mm-hmm. of really keep us here in a yeah. way, because it's like a family. Yeah, that's uh, lovely. Because it was really hard for us to never live in Australia and first come back, and yes. now we, we have all people that we thought feel like we part of the club forever part mm. of the place part it's of the community group, thing, community mm. uh so yeah and uh i never thought i'd be able to run fast until mm. i come back to tasmania and, uh, and through the are. clubs <laughs> <laughs> you're running fast yes <laughs> with the people compete competitive next to me and encourage me and yeah i just look for it forward to the run with the club every Saturday a lot wow. yeah to see people and to talk to people isn't that lovely yes the, so you guys come because this is um Tasmania was where is that where Stephen originated from that's why you chose Tasmania or he's partly uh, or part of his home base is here not really we we briefly moved back to Tasmania before we okay moved to Vietnam yeah. permanently um uh but then back then I wasn't it's just not for me back yeah. then, Tasmania. Yeah. Um, so when we COVID hit, we thought we'd come back to Tasmania mainly just because we got free accommodation from the parents yeah. for the quarantine. Yeah. And then we will move to Queensland. That's where yeah. we met and have our life there. Yeah. And then uh, the border closed. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going anywhere. <laughs> so we couldn't go anywhere. But the more we stay, the more we love it. Oh. Yeah. And I don't think we move anymore. I think wow. we're going to stay. Yes. That's yeah. amazing. Well, I'm uh, happy about that. <laughs> it's, uh, at least for the next 18 months, we know we're here. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we are very happy. And I'm very, for me, Tasmania now uh, is very different. I look at mm. different view, different mm. eyes. So I enjoy everything here is a lot more I look at everything mm. spiritual but I think also it's because of the sport of the running that mm-hmm. I'm in yeah. uh, I, I enjoy it so it sort of give me a positive uh, vibes vibe about <laughs> everything that I look at uh, uh, yeah we only can find negative if we want to but uh, yeah. but yeah for me now I just really enjoy everything here uh, isn't that yeah. awesome it's like a little um advertisement for Tasmania but, but it's, <laughs> especially it's, Tasmania from a from a runner's perspective yes yeah. it's true because uh, I, many many morning or many sometimes yeah it's cold mm. sometimes yes. I get hard to get out and run and windy mm-hmm. and I feel like oh but then I look at it and say oh look at the beautiful way beautiful scenery outside mm. and uh just look at people and just and I can just, I just want to just switch up and run. And yeah, so it's really lovely. That's awesome. I'm so glad we could be part of that. I know that um, when you guys first came here, it must have been within a, 
only within a couple of months we running club couldn't go ahead in the March or the April until we decided to do the virtual runs and yes. I can remember um, you guys signed up straight away and we're like these are like completely new people we don't know these people at all so and delivering you know we had to deliver um, running club bits and pieces and caps and I think one of the kids think maybe Malia won something yeah. and so there was all that and um, then once we were able to open up you came in and started yes. running in yes. person with us and you know you've been doing it ever since yes. and yes. every photo for those of you who don't, <laughs> don't know Kim every photo we have of Kim is she's smiling and incredibly happy to be um, and just incredibly happy to be there but it, it makes all of us so happy to be around I'm, you so. I'm happy to I'm truly happy to be with the clubs and I think for for yeah for the clubs as a like a com community mm. and as a family and you feel belonging mm. you feel a sense of belonging somewhere you know it's special for someone like me I don't yeah. have family here yeah and everywhere I go I always try to connect to people mm -hmm. um and all are good to surround with the positive, yeah. like-minded people. And yeah, it's give me a positive awesome. <laughs> in I, life. Because for many of us, I've only had a tiny taste of it from my traveling and, and going away for a little bit. But for you, you've gone from Vietnam to Australia. So that would have been a culture shock. Then from Australia back to Vietnam, and you said that was a culture shock. And then back here to Australia, to Tasmania, which I'm sure was another culture shock. You've done it quite a few times in your life, um, which is like, and I know, and we use that word culture shock, but it's not until you have experienced it a little bit yourself that you realise just what an effect it can have on you. So I'm so glad that running is in your life now and you can use that as a way to to deal with those feelings because they're not all they're not necessarily welcome feelings sometimes exactly so. I do have a moment here like many mm. moments of okay it's a couple of weeks when my husband decided that he finished with work and he stay at home and I thought oh wow this guy and I get really angry and get frustrated and I thought now I'm gonna go for a run yeah I'm gonna go for a run and through even just slow run and I will find my peace and i think towards something positive yeah and you're right yeah it, it, very, it's very difficult we don't find a difficult moment but mm. it's something that you have been running for me it's like something I can keep for myself yeah uh, and that's something that I can it's a tool for me to to find that all this chaotic of moving mm. from one place to the other and all this uh uh issue of culture soccer moving yeah. and all that I still have my own peace to mm. running it's like you're I just still, in a moment yes in a zone sometimes yeah. that's why I sometimes I tell my husband oh today I'm daydream when I'm running yeah. I just keep running but then I look oh I run too fast I better oh. run so I better slow down a bit because I'm just daydreaming oh. uh, uh, thinking about thing and yeah it's lovely feeling so once once you're into that sort of rhythm rhythm of it yeah it's just beautiful one of the questions I often ask is what, I, what kind of things are you thinking about when you're running? So you don't have to tell us specifically, but <laughs> I some, sometimes I think about uh, the issue that we need work on yeah. in life, yeah. like a household, yeah. as a typical yeah. uh, any household. 
uh, about the children, but most time I quite thinking positive. Yeah. <laughs> I look at the I look at the bird, I look at the yeah. street, I look at the cars. So you you're being right where you are at that moment and taking in everything. The that's scenery, around you. Yeah, yes, the environment. But mm -hmm. not very often I think about the problem. Yeah. I think it's just a way for me not to 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 switch off to yeah. do, to switch off to something yeah. else that take my mind away mm -hmm. from the problem mm -hmm. uh, but once you come home it's sort of clear and you feel in a better mood and it's it's the, the problem easy to solve by then because you're in a better mood to solve it you need a better clear mind yeah. to solve it yeah. yeah i think so that's actually scientific proof of what happens in our brain when we're running it actually yeah. builds new neural pathways and things so we're literally smarter so oh. you can definitely solve know. the we problem. I get smarter. <laughs> so you are, you're actually getting smarter. Because <laughs> you're building your brain when you're running, which is so cool. But I know that I'm getting, I'm happier. Yeah. Uh, a lot happier now through running. Yeah. Um, I couldn't do live in Vietnam for 10 years if it wasn't for running. Wow. For, I mean, for, for, for the last four years was really difficult. Yeah, because um, Because of, I'm still Vietnamese. People look at me as yeah. Vietnamese. Yeah. The government, the regular, everything still, but then I'm not. Yeah, it's still not a good place for you in the community is not. Expect me as you know, behave a certain way. Yeah. I didn't behave that way and then I'm not part of them. Yeah, so it's like, where do you belong? And so yeah. there's all these issues in your head, yes. which is very hard to verbalise, but running obviously helped to yes. work that out for you. It, uh, it, it sort of plays, yeah, I, when I was in Vietnam, often when I, uh, for run, uh, I get a lot of people common negative things. Oh, really? Yes, uh, because that's, a, it's just, it's not a natural thing mm. for a woman in mm -hmm. Asia to run. Wow. Um, but in, in, in Vietnam, anyway. mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, cause, uh, but then I thought, well, I, doesn't matter I keep doing what I want to do and I feel good yeah and uh, I think the younger generation a lot of them I, I live along the beach there there's mm -hmm. a small community of running but if they're all younger like they're yeah. either 18 and 20 and they start follow me and they start say, oh I saw you running on so such so I thought oh wow if if they want to follow me that's fine <laughs> you know I'm not a good runner I'm by amateur but yeah if they want if you want to come so come maybe along. the the new generations coming up maybe will not be quite the same as the the older ones yes, that you maybe yes. had some trouble with yes uh, yes yeah, so the, the 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 younger generation you call generation y x and y mm -hmm. or, yeah, yeah yeah they they quite um they they've been of course have a 20 Very years of exposed to the western, western kind of, culture yeah, and internet and all that's so yeah. they know mm -hmm. but for for my generation mm -hmm. for back and yeah and for my parents generation it's very now nah. nah. it's just for, for the poor people to do that yeah yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah so when do you think you called yourself a runner i know that you said when you first started you were walking first and then walking and running and then probably more running do you remember a thing in your head where you said oh I'm, I am a runner now because now you now I know you that you identify yourself as a runner in your mind I I, I never have thought of quite a moment that I think okay. oh I'm a runner but I thought as you 
as I enter a few rises mm -hmm. uh, through marathon and you talk mm -hmm. to people after finishing and they start comment about, oh, I saw you such and such running and it's like, oh, you're good runners. So they are actually the people that in that community yeah. sometimes because you have that small community that you see them at the rise or at the mm -hmm. running route and they start coming, oh, you are a good runner or you such such running and, and I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> now I think to myself as a runner, but I truly probably don't feel I'm a good, I'm a runner until I'm a with long session running clubs. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. Uh, just uh, because I think when we live overseas, it's not that strong things in Asia yeah, yeah. to push as a for, for a female mm -hmm. to go running. Because mm. people have a perception of women have to look beautiful and we don't yeah. look beautiful when we run. But I don't know. I, I guess, you know, it's be, 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 be depend on Is how that why you're look. smiling on the track? <laughs> you look beautiful when you're running. So uh, beautiful and happy. <laughs> yes but yeah i think beautiful is on the inside you know yeah but anyway but yeah my mom told me once when i come back i remember for my 35k run long run first time ever and i came back and i told my mom i just ran 35k first time ever in my life she go you look black you look ugly oh. and you're skinny no <laughs> and i said oh thanks mom <laughs> thanks mom thanks mom <laughs> But just that's a, just a, a generation. A it's still, I think, like in Asia, I still got a few more, mm. maybe twenty years or ten years, for the younger generation to come up and they're embracing this mm. the sport, and they enjoy. But I'm feel very lucky that I'm here in Australia, and I have a, a husband that enjoy that that sport mm. and yeah Australia big in sport yeah apparently <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so I'm feel very lucky you I, I have in the right environment that that in, that enable me to 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 enjoy it so to make it. interestingly just thought of this you actually you have a daughter so do you feel responsibility from Malia as well to show that as a woman, running sport or whatever can be part of your life if you wish. Yes, uh, I I I feel for 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 for, for Malaya. I already thought of one hurt. If you want to do something, uh, uh, it I I always try to encourage her. This running is for your life. Mm -hmm. It it is many sports that but if it's a certain sport you only can do a certain time yeah but running once you i try to tell her that once she's find enjoy in that sport yeah that right the balance she will have it for life and and it's something that if she wanted she can do it forever and it helped her a lot in other area of her life mm -hmm. uh in sport mm. uh, in general, but in particular now because I like running, <laughs> I love running. Yeah. So I always steer both of my children, especially Malaya, toward mm. running, yeah. uh, especially when think of stress at school already yeah. at the early age. So she already yeah. got some stress and some things. And I say, oh, let's go for a run together uh, with mom. And oh, let's go for, even I encourage her to just go for a walk first. Yeah. But yeah, even, at the beginning, she wouldn't go for a run, but mm. through the clubs now, 
that it, she, she really enjoys. it. looks forward to it every week. I mean, because she goes running with some her new friends. And, yes, and it becomes the new norm, doesn't it? Yes, which is uh, because she she same for the first ten first nine years of her life in mm. Vietnam. Uh, we it's very struggle for us to find sport, mm. even at the international school level, mm. um, because it's just not a, a common, mm. uh, not widely available. So mm. we are, yeah, we very lucky that we are here in in Australia, mm. and yeah, for 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 girls, yeah, it's something's very important. I yeah, think it is. I love that you, how you talk about it being the time and the space for you, and how. Know, um, especially women um, and once they get married and have children finding that time is very challenging so you know yes. identifying running as, as a time that can be just for you I think is, yes. is really important when you run do you mostly run by yourself or yes. do you run with others um, I'm a loner runner you're a loner <laughs> yes I, I, I try to be a bit more socialized so maybe mm. once a week Apart from with the club, once yeah. a week I will do a social runs yeah. with uh, my friend yeah. uh, Louise. Louise. Yes, but uh, yeah, I normally I just like to run by myself because I like the quiet. Yeah. Somehow I find that peace and quiet when I run. Isn't it, it's funny because like, <laughs> you've already identified, and I think probably everyone can tell that you like to have a chat. So, but in the running, like then you put your running shoes on, and yeah. it, now it's time, you know, for my. To be with myself, maybe yes. have a chat with myself, or just to be enjoying the environment yeah, exactly. or whatever. Talking but, to myself, yeah. I'm exactly right. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. So, how long do you think you'll run for in your life? I hopefully whenever when my body tell me not cannot allow me anymore, but I hope I can run until the day I die. I guess so I, I hope I can run for a long, long time. This is running now is not for me. It's not something that I have to do mm -hmm. something almost like I feel like it's part of a breakfast yeah or lunch yeah. just something that is a part of my life I I can't go without it can't imagine not, can't to, do it. not to do it mm. so I can't imagine I skip it unless so I try I have a lot of injury there's a you will have will I will go have injury and sometimes it's just playing on mine and I can't do it anymore but we just got to work through that uh, so how, how do you do because I know that you've already had or I know at least of one if yeah. not two injuries that you've had <laughs> how do you deal with it then at that those times because it's quite challenging yes. I think for those of us yes. who feel like running is just a part of us and then we can't do it for a little while because of an injury how, how do you yes it's uh, it can be frustrating but we uh for me I find I do other uh, cross training or find trying yeah. to find other sport which is mm -hmm. cycling oh <laughs> but, that's that thing you only just learned and about swimming oh, well. my husband really also after we married my yeah. husband couldn't believe a 30 years old woman couldn't swim so no swimming no cycling until you met Stephen yes <laughs> he bought for me a, a swimming lesson as a uh, our first wedding wow, anniversary so cool <laughs> Well, you can't live in, you would have been in Queensland then. You can't live in Queensland and not swim. No. <laughs> so, yeah, so no, I, find, I swim or do mm -hmm. cycling and sometimes I do yoga. Uh, that's part of my yeah, recovery. recovery yeah. If mm -hmm. I can run, mm -hmm. um, which yeah, happened a few weeks ago, I had to stop for four weeks, but mm -hmm. I count every day to the day that my. Four whole weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so you so the way you cope with it is by still moving 
but just doing other exercises yes. that you can do when yes. you're not. And, and because you already enjoy sport, enjoy yeah. running, it's easy to find that enjoyment in yeah. other training as well. Yeah. So something same with swimming. I just swim up and down legs and I just switch off wow. and, and swim. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think about thinking anymore. I just just swim. <laughs> yeah. And you're happy to do that. Yes. So. I can't do any other than freestyle. I can't tread water. I can't do my <laughs> show. I, I... <laughs> Can you float? No. No. <laughs> I can't dive. So you got to keep moving. <laughs> I got to keep moving because even if I need to get something at the bottom of the pool, I can't dive now. I couldn't do it. Wow. No. Need to practice that maybe. I <laughs> so, but then, and like anything, if you commit yourself and yeah. you put your time and every day, little bit, little bit, mm -hmm. uh, you'll be able to extend you yourself. You yes. <laughs> Which is um actually, I... Uh, been working with one of my friends every uh, once a week yeah. every Wednesday and normally we only she's in her 70 normally I, oh, we only wow. walk maybe seven kilometers yeah. but uh, I thought oh now I'm gonna try to push her to walk 10 kilometers awesome. <laughs> so yesterday the, after a year I said okay today we're gonna do 10 <laughs> and she's really nervous oh really <laughs> she go okay so we went to the gorge but we we didn't do 10 we end up with instead of seven we just eight and a half but we still okay. feel good and i and know feels involved in that like yes. you went to the gorge yes so uh i i told her i told her next week we will try to do 10 and uh eventually we can walk together for 21 kilometer who now why not <laughs> yes that's awesome <laughs> that's fantastic i'm um taking my mum to do the three capes track which has I think it's the first day is only four kilometers maybe the second day is 14 the third day is 20. Wow and the last day is uh, maybe 16 or something like that I can't really remember but um, I probably need to do some training with her. How old is mum? 74. Wow yeah, so which is my mum my mum's also 74 Oh. And she never exercised in Vietnam. She, she never exercised in her life. But because she, when we used to live in Vietnam, she lived with us mm. for 10 years. Uh, lucky my husband. Yeah. <laughs> and every day she see me wake up at 3 a.m. to go for a run. Yeah. And then I asked her, she need to wake up early, just go for a walk mm -hmm. along the beach. And then start, I make her to go cycling, go on the bike, her bike. Wow. So she got this little Vietnamese woman on the bike with the basket in the front. And I told her first, just go to the market, local market, get something, and then come back. And slowly she just ride, ride okay. everywhere. So one day she was, she fell over uh, in mm -hmm. Vietnam. She was really scared. Mm -hmm. And then uh, she said, that's it. I never ride again. I said, no, mom, <laughs> you've got to keep going because just, uh, just, just a small bump. Uh, yeah. You've got to keep your fit, fitness. It's for your mental health as well. If you keep going, keep walking, keep 
cycling it will be okay and she so, kept going so she kept going so she's still cycling that's and, awesome yeah in, she's stuck in germany at the moment oh, so she could, yeah so she couldn't ride bike but she walked everywhere now yeah she, she's stuck in germany with your sister yes because of covid and mm. my sister same grow up in vietnam she lived in germany for about 25 years of course every time she come visit me she see me run yeah and she think oh you crazy see all this typical of the asian mm-hmm. family we tell each other crazy and now she start running in germany every morning really? and i t- because i tell her look to start off just run with 15 minutes and walk for 15 minutes yeah. and all that so now see every morning before she go to work she run for half an hour that's awesome yes so i'm very wow. i'm very happy for your family her. are going to be here forever they're getting so fit and healthy <laughs> i don't know and about forever but yes i'm back <laughs> i'm very glad that my sister now in germany also running my mom's yeah, walking every amazing. morning uh, yeah i got another sister in vietnam yeah, but she's in lockdown at the moment, so she can't go so anywhere. Can't but yeah, yeah, normally she will. She's just walk everywhere. Wow. But yeah, it's very unusual for Vietnamese people to walk anyway. What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> I make I make the family of me to it. That's yeah. right. I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's that ricochet effect, isn't it? We don't yeah. realize um what effect we have sometimes and mm-hmm. these little things can make a real yes. change it's like that is it a, a butterfly flaps its wings in exactly. in south america what effect that has yes. you know on the other side just, of the world yeah just something that i think i'm i didn't think that i have an effect on people mm. but i think just through uh every day they see being consistent see, and yeah that committed thing, yep and they yeah i think oh wow if someone like me a little <laughs> vietnamese person never this spot can run now whilst they can run too so anyone can do it i think that's awesome yeah <laughs> so before i ask you the very last question um is there anything about running that you think we haven't talked about that you wanted to share uh, <laughs> or do you think we've covered lots of stuff yes uh, no not really i just uh i uh, I don't know. Uh, I think we cover most of. We have covered yeah, a lot. Yeah, cover a lot. Uh, it's just it people special for women. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. We we as from young person as we grow up, we go through a lot of change in life, to marriage and have children and career and all that. Mm-hmm. We we find a lot of thing as a we struggle with mental mm-hmm. uh, change physically and mentally yeah. and it's easy I find it very easy which I did in my 30 to be just slip into that everyday moving on of the emotion mm-hmm. but if anyone can sort of as a as a woman if mm-hmm. we can find that even just the smallest gap in a day or in a week for ourselves and if we can whether it's that or which is walking or mm-hmm. any type of exercise uh yeah that that will give us a lot of benefit mm-hmm. uh, and we build that as a base and and build it up slowly slowly and i think that will benefit as we get older mm-hmm. uh a lot yeah we've had all those things that life throws at us yes mm-hmm. a lot yeah a lot better yeah, i love that yes so if well, you've already had um, a few opportunities to share this with people. 
but when people come to you and they say, what would you suggest I start with as a new runner or someone who hasn't run for a long time, what would you, what kind of ideas would you give to beginners to get them started? I think surrounding people with the with the same interests. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's the interest that you are looking yeah. at. So, for example, if we, if a new runner, mm -hmm. thinking about running, mm -hmm. even just thinking about running, uh, if you enroll into a club or surrounding, have a friend yeah. that interests in that sort of mm -hmm. sport, then each day you encourage each other, easy for you to talk about it and encourage each other and uh, to do it. And mm -hmm. each day you just do a little bit. Uh, don't, I find a big thing is, uh, the, the most important is don't give too much expectation at the beginning. Because mm -hmm. um, uh, we already try, I always set myself even now, is I've, I set a, the target less than, the ex expectation less mm -hmm. and when I achieve more I feel better for myself okay so yeah even if I if I start off I uh, I'm gonna run a ki kilometer today but I can do actually I think I can do two but I would just set myself one okay then so I you're definitely to... going to be able to achieve that and by able to go a little bit further you'll feel even better yes yeah, yeah mm -hmm. rather than you, you set a big target and yeah. then you maybe we, get disappointed yes and then that sort of less motivated next time yeah so That's yeah a good point. even like even now the coming up i have injuries coming mm -hmm. up on the marathon so i less set my target for the marathon a lot a little bit less than what yeah. i think i could be able to do so i thought oh i give that window anything i can do more than like a less than four hours i'm happy anything yeah. in four four fifteen i'm okay with it but just enjoy yeah. basically uh we as we get older is we can't get faster uh, but <laughs> if we can make the most out of it is enjoy it and yeah. make the benefit of the mental health yeah i love That's that it. so how far away is your marathon uh i got three and a half weeks is that all yes wow well by the time this goes out you will have run that marathon so, <laughs> so that's kind of exciting isn't yeah. it? <laughs> there you go what are you most worried about if you're with this marathon how when was the last time you did one marathon the rose marathon last december last year okay in here so uh the most worry is uh i know i can finish it mm -hmm. i just don't know if my injury can handle it and mm -hmm. if I make it worse I mm -hmm. don't want to make it worse and it become take too long to recover yeah. um so I'm, what will you do say so if, if you can feel it getting really bad in the marathon what will you do I won't give up yeah. uh that's one thing but I just slow down okay uh but I just you yeah, know still cross the just line. do cross the line mm -hmm. uh, but that's why I expected not going to be a any personal record or anything yeah. but it's it's, but being it is a winner. Yes. So uh, I enter it and I finish it. Doesn't matter what time. I'm yeah. happy. That's Just awesome. another marathon take off. Yay! <laughs> yes. oh, it's also inspiring. <laughs> it is like yeah. your your enthusiasm for running. You often find, especially people who haven't been running like all their lives, but sort of started as as adults. Um, their enthusiasm is still quite fresh and it's kind yeah. of exciting and it's wonderful. That's yeah. That's what I, one thing also I talk to a lot of runners at the clubs mm. and, and good runners and I said I have no expectation I, I got no 
team at the younger age to compare. Mm -hmm. So, because I start running later. So, everything for me now is a record. It's <laughs> true. So, it's all a PB. <laughs> it's even better. Because <laughs> I, I never have my jam. So, it doesn't matter how old we are. Uh, mm -hmm. When we start, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's something that's rewarding. No matter what. Yeah, no matter what. Yeah. yeah. And you can and be getting, like, if you're starting in your 60s, every run is yeah. a PB. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yes. <laughs> All right, Kim. I just want to say a massive thank you for sharing your time with us. Um, it's been awesome. And as I said, inspiring, especially like people who, who have only been running for, say, 10 years or whatever they're they are still full of all of the enthusiasm and joy for the running and remember why they started in the first <laughs> place and they're still doing it. So really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. And um, um, if, I'm very glad, glad that I found running as a part of my life. Mm. And even through this interview or through running, if I can inspire one person, uh, one woman oh, to run or go to run, I'm happy. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm sure that you'll achieve that. <laughs> but Thank I you. think you already have. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. Thanks, Kim. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind Fit Body podcast. I'd love to talk to you about your running journey. So send me a message on Facebook or on the website and let's do it. For a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit. Head over to the website, fitmindfitbody.co, and I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.